Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Real Positive Girl Podcast with me, Sabrina. This is the show that's going to help you become your best self. And today we are talking about what does mental abuse look like. But before we jump into that, just a reminder that I would love to come visit you or have you come visit me rather over on Instagram. I am at Sabrina Joy Perozo. Also, if you have the Clubhouse app, I would love to speak to you over there. I am at Sabrina J. Perozo, um, or send me an email with any questions, comments, concerns, prayer requests, feedback, topics, suggestions, or just to say, hey, hi, and hello to me. I would love to hear from you. Go ahead and connect with me any way you can. Oh, sorry, that email address was realpositivegirlpodcast at gmail.com. So let's go ahead and just jump right into the topic. So what does mental abuse look like? Well, I know this is going to be a tough one for some people, but I feel like it's going to be so super informative, Um, so I think it'll be really helpful. Mental and emotional abuse is one of the easiest ways for someone to abuse you with you not even really knowing it, Um, and which is a really scary thing to think about, right? Um, It's the easy manipulation and coercion and mindset shifts that can be done while under the guise of doing what is best for you, which is all crap, obviously, Um, but it's what happens, right? And that can be so super, like, surprising when you actually figure out what has been happening, Um, which is, again, why I want to talk about this today because, you know, if you're in that or you know someone that might be in that, you'll have more information of of what you can identify. So, um, this is a lot of what I grew up with dealing with in regards to my my father, actually. Um, he was the master manipulator, which meant I also became a good manipulator because monkey see, monkey do, for sure. Um, I just didn't really use it for evil that much. Um, I realized that this is not the way that I wanted to live my life. But, you know, we all, we all have strengths that we don't necessarily use, and that can definitely be a really good thing. Um, but his treatment of me was the source of a ton of my pain. Um, he definitely used me to his own benefit, um, wanted me to be a little princess in front of everyone and, um, put me down and, you know, said I was the reason for this, that, and the other, or he would trash my mom, which would also make me feel bad because he says that I would like remind him of her and all these things. So, um, but yeah, uh, but my point main point in today's episode is to put out a ton of examples of what mental and emotional abuse can look like within and outside of relationships. But this is a whole lot easier for the abuser when it's a seemingly good relationship. Um, and But I believe that it can also be done if you're able to just convince someone um, that you don't know as well into whatever the abuser wants to do and abuse their power in that way. And the importance of knowing what mental abuse can look like is having the ability to identify it when it's happening to you or someone else, Um, like I said before, because it's more than just screaming and yelling at someone and trying to put them down with insults. You know, it can look so helpful and acceptable to someone that is experiencing it when it's really not. Um... Because you just get so wrapped up in it, right? Or you believe uh, that it's, again, in your your best well-being uh, when it's not. 
So that's like one of the biggest tough things. So uh, let's start with a brief idea of what mental abuse is. Um, abuse that involves wanting to control how the other person thinks and acts with behaviors that deliberately scares, isolates, shames, and shifts you into the mindset that is desired by the abuser. It's all about what they want, what they want you to be like, and having the power and control over you and every situation that you're in um, because it makes them feel like they're in control of so many things in their life and of someone else and if they can be in control of you and make you do what they want you to do, then they'll feel better about themselves and whatever pain and struggles and trauma that they've gone through that they have yet to deal with Um, or if they feel like, you know, everything else in their life is out of control and they just are not seeing it and they're not taking the effort to figure it out. You know what I mean? So on a basic level, abusers want to tell you who you are and how they know what is best for you. Um, And in this mindset, they want to make sure to destroy any self-worth you have because you can't have feelings of worth for them to mold you into what they want you to be. You just can't. Um, So they want you to just be like this blank canvas that they can put anything and everything into, which I, which is why I feel like, you know, um, women or even men, uh, that grow up in families where they're already beaten down so bad, uh, mentally and, and, and they feel like they barely have any self-worth. Uh, it's easier for people to, the abusers to go after those people that have already experienced trauma because it's a lot easier, right? You don't have so much like confidence and self-worth and self-esteem for them to break down. It's, it's less work. Right, but I'm sure that there are some abusers out there that prefer to have more work because it's a challenge, which sounds really disgusting. Uh, but that is just the reality of it. So, um, yeah, they want to be able to mold you into who they want you to be. Uh, they also don't want you to be happy with who you are because you um, being content is not the ideal outcome. You know, because if you're all like happy and you know okay with everything all the time, then they. You know, I feel like there probably are some abusers that are okay with it, but a good amount of them aren't. They want you to suffer. They want you to go through the pain. You know, they're definitely projecting their pain onto you. So, yeah, they don't want you to be content. So, let's run through several different examples to be aware and knowledgeable of um, in regards to mental abuse. The first one I'll start with is invalidating your emotions. So make they would make it a seem like you, um, what you're feeling doesn't matter, what you're going through doesn't matter, you know, anything that you're feeling that they do not want to align with, um, that they don't want to believe, and they want to make you just feel like nothing that you um, feel or decide is bubbling up in you um, matters. And so just not validating it, say you're fine don't worry about it, or you're wrong, or you shouldn't feel that way, or that's not correct, or just making you feel like crap, which will, if you do it more and more over time, it'll lead you to not sharing those feelings or deciding that you're not going to feel whatever way that they said that you couldn't feel or that you shouldn't be feeling because, again, you've been told that so many times. So if that's continuing to be like a a habit, a continuous thing, then of course you're going to start you know, shifting like, okay, what can I actually share? What, what, what will they be okay with? Um, what will, or just don't say anything at all. Right. A lot, a lot of times that like mental abusers, 
It always comes down to just being silent, not saying anything at all because you're afraid that what you're afraid that whatever comes out of your mouth will elicit some sort of negative reaction or even go all the way as far as uh, violent physical behavior, which is never where you want to end up, right? So yeah, invalidating your emotions. Um, another one is making you feel responsible for their emotions. So if you um, are just witnessing them having a bad day and then they just want to take it out on you, because of course it couldn't be their fault, right? Uh, they want to be the victim. They want to be the one where everything went wrong for them. And by blaming you, saying that, oh, you put me in a bad mood or you made me not be able to get this deal or you prevented me from being able to focus, right? Or you are the reason why I don't get a lot of work done or this, that, and the other. And so making you feel responsible um, for what their problems are, their emotions, particularly, you're you're the reason why I'm never happy. You're the reason why um, I'm always sad. You're the reason why I'm always depressed. You know, you're the reason why I'm always angry. You're the reason why I'm always angry at you, right? These are all um, real, like real examples of making you feel responsible for their emotions, even though I've told you many times that everyone is responsible for their own emotions. So if the abuser, which they are, will be projecting their feelings onto you, um, it could be really hard for you to push back, but that would be something in case we really realize, no, you're not responsible for their feelings. No matter what they say, they are responsible. They are just being a coward and they are deciding not to face uh, whatever emotions they're afraid of, you know, facing their fears. They're they want to be able to cast it off on someone else because they know it'll make them feel better and they'll have less weight and less guilt of doing anything wrong if that is what's contributing to the way that they're feeling. Uh, another one is using you to benefit them only. So I had a lot of this growing up where I was, you know, a cute little girl and my dad would make sure that I was like dressed up cute and I, he always made sure that I had a really good attitude and that I always said nice things and I would never say anything bad because if I did, I would get in the worst trouble, um, that I would never make him look bad and he would take me everywhere just to be that um, a reflection on him as like a like a, the perfect uh, single dad, right? And that like, wow, like you raised this little girl and she looks so clean and put together and she says smart things and she doesn't talk out of line and she always does what she's told. And... If I ever did anything out of line, I would get I would get beat down, right? I would get beat down. I would get talking talked to so poorly, yelled at, blamed for him not like you know being able to have a good conversation or not being able to get the deal or be friends with these people because I was me because I didn't do my job because clearly he said that he did his job, and so this can definitely translate into an adult realm where it's like you know they want you to act appropriately in front of their friends and they want you to do what you're told and they don't want you to talk back or embarrass them or say anything negative about them. And so using you for um, the benefit of them, or maybe you have money, right? And so they just uh, continue to take money from you, but it never benefits you. It only benefits them. And um, just any way that they can use you to benefit them and that um, makes you kind of stay within their control, stay in in line, you would say, um, but makes you feel like less and less uh, seen, heard, or understood. Uh, another one is they'll blame you for things that aren't your fault. So again, this goes also goes back to being responsible for their emotions, but they'll blame you like, you're the reason I didn't get the promotion. You're the reason we didn't get that, that deal done. You're the reason that we're late. You're the reason that... Um, 
our kids are always in trouble. You're the reason why uh, we have to live here still. You're the reason why we don't make enough money. You're the reason why I lost all the money at the casino. Like whatever it is, it's 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 a myriad of things and it's always an excuse that's available. Um, so blaming you for things that aren't your fault, definitely part of mental abuse because they're continuing to pound down into your brain that you are the source of problems for everything and that how could you possibly feel good about yourself because you're always constantly looking over your shoulder and having something else stuck on your back for you to be responsible for or that was your fault or caused the whole world to come crumbling down. It's tough. It's literally like you're under a a bunch, a load of bricks. It's tough. Um, okay, the next one, extreme dismissiveness. Um, so both in tone and body language, such as eye rolling, sighing, smirking to demean. So, you know, if you are telling them something that you're super excited about, you're like, oh, I got like a promotion at work. And they're like, Ugh. okay, not a big deal, right? That's what they're saying. They're, they're, they're trying to be super dismissive as if it doesn't matter at all. Like, oh, okay, that's not a big deal. Or if you maybe got something, like a gift or something, like, oh, look, I got this great gift. Okay, no one cares, right? They're really putting that message out there that, what again, whatever you're going to say, whatever you're going to share, it doesn't matter. It matters way less than anything that they would like to share. And so, um, and of course, if they shared something exciting and you <laughs> acted the same way, you you'd probably get into some big trouble um, with them yelling and screaming and demeaning you and maybe some physical abuse, depending upon what your abuser tends to do. Um, but yeah, extreme dismissiveness, like nothing that you do that's good is worth it. And then if you say something sad, like, oh, you know, I just found out my grandma died, like, oh, okay, who cares? Like, it's fine. She was old anyway. Or that you didn't get the promotion at work. Well, you weren't good enough anyway, so it doesn't matter. You know, just that kind of, just like nothing matters. Not everything, anything and everything you say, good or bad, or even in the middle, it doesn't matter. Nothing matters from you, which is terrible. All of this is terrible, but gosh. Uh, the next one is gaslighting which a lot of us know a lot about. So making you believe that's making you believe something that isn't true or that makes you think that you're crazy. So for example, if you bring up that, you know, like, oh, I can't believe that you acted this way in this fight that we had, this argument, and they continue to deny that this argument ever happened, that it ever existed, that you're the crazy one. Like, no, what are you talking about? That wasn't me. I never, we never spoke about that. I never did that. Or yeah, I was never that mean to you. I'm always nice to you and really trying to get you to think that you made it up or that it never happened. And you must be confusing it with something else because they're perfect and they're good and they're taking care of you. And I feel like this is the other coin of it. It's like, no, they're trying to convince you that they're taking care of you. They're doing the best that they can with you as opposed to some others that just continue to knock you down no matter what you do. But yeah, so I feel it's it's both sides. It's both sides. But yeah, gaslighting, just making you believe something um, that's not, making you believe something is not true when you know it's true and you've been there or making you feel like you're crazy. Uh, second to last one that I want to mention to you today is forcefully breaking down your boundaries and making you do things you don't want to do. So we talk a lot about personal boundaries and how, you know, you need to have your own rules and um, decisions on what you want to do, what you feel comfortable doing, what you want to say yes or no to, and really making those decisions based on who you are and what you want as opposed to what everyone else wants. 
But with mental abuse, they will really push you to say that it's okay for them to, you know, do this or that to you. It's okay for you to say no to other people, but you can't say no to them. Um, and that you have to do these things because if you don't, then you you aren't showing them that you love them. You aren't showing them that you care. You aren't there for them. You know, you're not pulling your weight. You're not putting any effort into the relationship, things like that. So forcefully breaking down your boundaries and making you do things that you don't want to do. And the last one that I want to share with you um, before we end this is they will withhold love and affection to control your behavior. And this is like one of the biggest ones that will really keep you in line because I'm sorry, I sound a little choked up. It's just like, it's a hard topic for me, you know, um, that they, they will withhold love and affection to control you, um, because you know, you want that love and that comfort and that affection. And generally by this point, they've already isolated you from everyone else. So you're not getting that love and comfort and attention from your family or from your friends because you don't have contact with them anymore. Right. And so they are the only one there available to give it to you and they will withhold it if they don't feel like you are doing what they want you to do or the way that you want to do it or that you're being a total screw up and that that like getting love and affection is supposed to be like a reward so it's so terrible it's so terrible that is the worst thing ever because if you're in a committed relationship you should give un- unconditional love to each other but no that's not how the mental abuser does it they will hold it over their head and not give it to make sure that they stay in line and in the way that they want them to Um, but yeah, so that's all of the suggestions or suggestions. Well, the, um, examples that I have or suggestions on what can be viewed as mental abuse, I can work too. Um, and there's so many more, right? It's not as though I went on the internet and found every single one. There's so many others. So if you suspect that you or someone, you know, is going through this type of abuse, um, but you're unsure and it wasn't anything that I mentioned, I encourage you to go online and research it. Um, but if you personally are going through it yourself and you have fear of someone finding out, uh, or that person finding out that abuser, finding out that you're researching this, maybe ask someone else to do it for you. If you feel comfortable with that, I also encourage you to get out of that relationship as quick as you can. Um, or if you know someone that's in that relationship, try to figure out a way to get them out. I know it can be really tough, especially if, uh, physical abuse has happened or is, is prone to happen or might happen if they decide to try to get out of that person's control. But I encourage you to uh, seek authorities if necessary, seek a counselor, a professional that can really help that person get out of there. I mean, first you have to convince them that they are under someone else's control. Um, and because if they don't believe that, then they will just believe that they are deserving of the situation that they're in and that there is no hope for them. And that is what they've earned in life, which is not true. So it's important to really, um, whether it's you or the other person or someone that you know, to convince them that this is not what they deserve. This is not what anyone deserves. They deserve so much better. They need to really um, journey back into before this relationship started and to ask themselves if they were happier then or now, or really let them see like what, how life can be so much better and how this is not the way that they should be treated for them to get a little bit of confidence to actually move forward. Because if they don't have that, they're not going to move forward, right? They're just going to be stuck there. Um, 
and rescuing will be so much harder. So I don't have any actual resources to give. I would say to, um, yeah, you got to get them to convince, to, to understand that they need to get out and then they need to seek help with like authorities or friends and family, um, or, and counseling for them to really switch their mindset to come up from under them and then to have the courage to move forward and get through that struggle time that will happen of getting out of that relationship because some are harder than others. Um, well, that's all I have to talk about today in regards to mental abuse. Again, I didn't list them all. Go online and look up um, other uh, examples that you may have to see if that would qualify. Um, but if you think it is, Sometimes it's not, but sometimes it is. And so I just encourage you to do your research or speak with a professional therapist to get their opinion. Um, but if there's ever physical abuse involved, that requires um, the authorities to come in and help control the situation as best they can to keep that person safe. Do not forget that. Um, okay, so thank you so much for listening to the Real Positive Girl podcast. Again, with me, Sabrina. I hope that you this episode was helpful for someone. I know that it's... a. <laughs> It's a tough topic, and even me, I felt a little choked up in there, but it's so important. Um, but yeah, so uh, don't forget there's show notes below. Find me on Instagram at Sabrina Joy Perozo or Clubhouse at Sabrina J Perozo, or send me send an email to Real Positive Girl Podcast at gmail.com. Again, with any questions, comments, concerns, prayer requests, feedback, topics, suggestions, or just to say hey, hi, and hello to me. Um, also, if you do know someone or you yourself are in the situation of being you feel like you're being controlled by um, someone that is mental abuse or physical abuse or both, you don't know what to do, I would say you can reach out to me any of those ways that I just mentioned, and I will try to do some research on how to help you if you feel like no one else can. Um, but, uh, but I will see you guys next time. Until then, have a good one, and I will see you next time. Bye, guys.